everybody. Welcome to another edition of the... Ooh, I almost said WrestlePro. For whatever reason, WrestlePro's on the mind here. But it is the Job Sports Fight Factory brought to you by Dudes Gourmet and, of course, the Feel Good Factory. Thank you guys to our sponsors for putting this show together and putting this on. We actually uh, I had a Dudes Gourmet conversation again today. We've actually talked to a lot of members of Control Your Narrative, so we're trying to get involved with some of those guys. They're going to be in Sayreville in a couple months, uh, so we'll be over there, so that'll be fun. But it is Dave Sturchio and, of course, Rasslin' Rob. Tommy's on assignment right now, and when we say that, we fired him. <laughs> uh, we just said straight up, you know what? You're kind of trash at this, so uh, you're out. It's probably what uh, he's going to think, right? <laughs> oh, he's 100% going to think. As soon as, as soon as this comes out and he's going to hear that, he's going to be like, oh, no. And he's just going to text me, and I'm like, Dave, are you serious? And I'm like, no, no, I'm good. Uh, But today's a very special episode because, again, the Fight Factory has been lining up some guests left and right, and I've done this for Rob and Tommy to, you know, get to know a lot of these guys. But being Tommy's not in, uh, I made some – I pulled some strings. I got the top dog here. I got the top dog. Ladies and gentlemen, I mean, former everything, really, uh, J-A-P-W. Yeah, Jersey All-Pro. Yeah, J-A-P-W. Jersey All-Pro star, uh, my guy. Matt Revel, formerly known as Arcadia, or are we still like we're still active? I've seen you in the ring. We're still doing it, right? Yeah, it's uh, active is a relative term. <laughs> <laughs> How you been, bro? Yeah, good, good, good. I haven't been in a ring in a few months as far as wrestling for any promotions, but uh, I, you know, I keep up with the local product and, and the indie circuit. I have a subscription uh, to to many of the independent um, streaming services just to make sure that I know what's going on and, and keep up to date. Yeah. So, all right. So, backstory here, Rob. Just okay. so you know of how I met this gentleman this is across. My story of all this time, is pretty <laughs> pretty wild. Um, so, w- me and a bunch of my buddies are on our way to RAW. Just like we went to RAW a couple mm-hmm. couple weeks back, we're on our way to RAW, uh, and we get on the New Jersey Transit. We're heading on up, and I, I meet Matt and. I didn't know who he was. He didn't know who I was. I I don't even know. Was I in the business yet? No, right? I was talking about it. Maybe. Were you in the business? Yeah, he was was knee deep in this. So I was probably very close to peak of my career. That was like he was up there and he was doing his thing. And and yeah, man, I met him on the train. What, like 03 earlier? No. (sighs) No, it was after that. 0405. Probably 0405. Yeah. Yeah, which is probably. Yeah, 04. I'm hitting my. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we meet on the train on the way to Monday Night Raw, I guess, right? And I introduce myself. I don't don't remember, dude. I I honestly, I remember meeting you and you telling me that you were getting into it or you were into it already. Either there was someone on the train with you that recognized me from one of the local indie shows. Okay. Or it was someone in your group because I don't remember who you were with. I don't remember. That's how we started talking. There was someone with you or near you. That was like, oh, I know that guy, and then we started talking. And I was just like, a one as a as a fan of the of the sport, and, and I was just captivated. I was like, oh my god, it's a real wrestler right in front of my face. I'm about to talk to this <laughs> yeah, guy. You're like, well, let me ask you this question. Yeah, let, let, let me. Yeah, I, dude, I told. I was well, like, all right, guys. so what do you think about this <laughs> guy? You know, and I, yeah. I went in on it, and lo and behold, like, did I know that like from there it was 0405? Did I know that eight years later I was going to get into it? I mean, I had dreams to do it, and I was probably probably. Blue smoke up his ass yeah, way well, too I much. Think, I'm like, I'm I gonna think, be a wrestler too one day. Come on. I think your exact words is like, bro, I want to do what you do. Like, I think that's what the yeah, conversation I, was. And it was, and the rest is history. But take you us. Did, you did, you did do it. I did. did do what you did, and I, I found it. I found a school, and everybody knows of it. Uh, Creative Pro in New Jersey, and um, you know, the rest is history for my career. So but. eight years go by, and then you come back again. Or- I yeah, I stayed so, in I touch, had, yeah. But we also had personal connections. I think you had frequented a bar that people that I knew worked at, so we kind of like had. You can call them. It's big, big shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah big, I, big, I big shots in Woodbridge. No, no, no. They don't, they don't pay me or anything like <laughs> yeah, that. But yeah, <laughs> big shots in Woodbridge. Uh, you wound up marrying yeah. <laughs> one of the bartenders there, right. so that's cool. Nice. Um, yeah, no, she's a great girl. Yeah. And um, 
Yeah, so that's how we kept in contact. We saw each other over the years. You know, it's like you, you meet guys like like Matt, and you're like, he's like, oh, I know this guy, I know that guy. I'm like, yeah, okay. You know, like all of a sudden, then Big Shots is like, I got a text from Evan, like, yo, Jay Lethal is at Big Shots right now. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I gotta get there. I don't want to get there. Uh, only because Matt knew everybody that was in and out of that place. So it was the local watering hole. Uh, but yeah, we stayed in contact. And, um, you know, in that, when I first met you, like, obviously, where. Just because I, you got to refresh my memory. Where and when did you start? Like, where, what was the the school that, or the, were you no right? You just went right it's into funny, it. Yeah, it's well, funny because um, so I've I've heard this. I've actually saw this. Is it true? Like you and four friends went in like an AOL chat room or something? And yeah. So well, I didn't. Uh, the guy who was like the promoter of our backyard wrestling fed mm-hmm. went into an AOL chat room, and I I don't know how they connected, but he. Uh, said like I have a spot on the show. You sell tickets and you could do it. So pretty much every Jersey Shore kind of wrestling story of someone who eventually uh, goes back and says I started in the backyard is mm-hmm. this like you, right. you met a promoter, you promise them tickets and they will put you on. It doesn't care. It doesn't matter if you can wrestle or if you can't. They they have they don't care about the product. They care about getting people in the seats. Uh, so that's how it happened. Um, and we we earned a spot at the Marlboro Playball. Nice. In March of 2000, ECWA slash World One runs there now. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I wrestled in a full circle. uh, ECWA Super 8 that I was a part of was at the same building that I had my debut about 20 years later. So So you show up, right? A kid, 16 years old, right? 16. Do you remember anybody who was there? As far as wrestlers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember everyone. I remember every moment of that day. It was uh, Wacky Wayne Wu. Uh, Soulja, S O U L hyphen J A H, Soulja. Uh, Mr. Motion, the Heartbreaker, Jeff Grant. Um, there were a few guys. Oh, Dr. Hertz. What, could, what, what did you take away from that event? Like, did you think it was going to be as crazy as you thought it was going to be? Did it go how you expected it was going to be? Because you go from wrestling in a backyard, right? To, to not so much like an upgrade, but you're, you're wrestling in front of people who don't know you, you right? You sell tickets, bro. You can get on so the card. Not even going from just wrestling in a backyard to wrestling in front of people, but from wrestling on a trampoline <laughs> to a real ring. A ring with yeah. no, there was no ropes on it. Like we, you would just wrestle on a trampoline, on a trampoline yeah. and we convinced this guy to, to put us <laughs> in a ring. And, and, and as with the experience that I have now and understanding, I mean, I had 16 year old goggles on, you know, thinking this is the coolest thing ever, not understanding, you know, I'm probably doing things very wrong right now. And if anyone were to come to me and say that I'm going to do it the way that I did it, I would completely try to get them to not do it that way. But 16-year-old kid, someone you know flashes something like a dream in your eyes. You're like, yeah, I don't care how I do it. I just want to do it. So does somebody take you under their wing right away to make sure you're starting to do it the right way? Because as of right now, you're going to go in there and start being reckless, grab the wrong leg, grab the wrong side. You know what I'm saying? Like, So at the time, his name was New Wave, became New Dave Wave. Uh, the outlaw Wynant, then he was, yeah, Dave, I don't know if you know Dave Wynant. He's, uh, Wait, K- Kyle's brother? Yeah, KTV's oh, older brother, okay. Big Dan's older brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so he was running his own backyard fed in okay. Spotswood. <laughs> Look at this. Yeah. Backyard fed. <laughs> in his Wait, you thought Indies were cool. Hey, listen, we had a When Worlds Collide, Spotswood Backyard Wrestling versus Sayreville Backyard oh Wrestling my. show. We have a show, yeah, and we have Kodak, the, the Zippy. <laughs> we have photos in a photo book. Could you imagine if that happened today? It'd be like the biggest thing around. Like, I mean, uh, well, they did, they did, and they still run in Spotswood. So I'm not sure if you you know what the backyard wrestling link was. No, so, oh, so early 2000s there was this message board where it was called the BYW Link, 
and it was all the backyard feds across the country, and you would just post your stuff, and people would like you know, no shit, really. Deppin, uh, guy like Alex Zane, um, all the guys that are like big, kind of ten years after mm-hmm. they started because they learned in the backyard and they got out of those habits, became big stars, and that's where they started. So some of these guys knew who I was, and I had no idea that anyone knew because we were all watching each other, watching each other online in people's backyards. Some Devin people watch mo- stuff on Twitter. I, 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 I actually follow him on Twitter. Right yeah, now. I love Tony. <laughs> who? He's, he's uh, awesome. Tony Deppin. Oh, okay. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, so to get back to it, uh, Dave came uh, to one of our backyard shows and showed us, you know, how to run the ropes on a on a chain link fence. Mm. Like just how to. And you think the it. ropes are hard when you? Yeah. <laughs> when you take, yeah. imagine doing so that all day. Zero experience in a ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, did a swanton bomb off the top rope. Of course you did. Yeah, because, you know, 16-year-old. I'm yeah. Convinced. You also came out, announced that you were from Raleigh, North Carolina, right? I did. Let's tell everybody why you did that. Flair? No. Hardy. Hardy. Oh, my God. We just did the swanton. Think about the time period. March of 2000. Oh, all right. Well, right around that time. Okay. That's too funny. probably the nicest guys I ever met when I was a kid trying to just ask those stupid questions when you meet them, like, hey, I'm 16 years old and I'm trying to become a wrestler, what do I do? Matt Hardy stopped me at an autograph signing after I'd asked him that question and asked me for my autograph and said, I just want to be the first person to have this. So when you do eventually make it big, that's still that's pretty that's kind of wild that he was yeah. my first seminar yeah. that I took. He right before yeah. my first match, he did a seminar right before like all those kids. Like oh my I God. told him that story fifteen years later at a JAP show and he was like what? That's amazing. <laughs> That's crazy, dude. Oh my god. Yeah, he was always he was sweetheart of a guy. Like every time I I've, I've come across Matt Hardy, same thing. All right, so you're self-teaching. You, you know, you're kind of going through the, the motions. When do you think it starts to click like, you know what? I'm kind of good at this. Years. Yeah. Years. Cuz out of the four of us that had that initial match, I probably considered myself the worst. Really? Yeah, in that moment. Did anybody out like so after you you have your match? Does anybody critique you anyway? Like you know maybe this isn't for you or you know keep coming no, back or I think the people that we are surrounding ourselves with were more concerned with us trying to sell tickets and getting mm-hmm. more money and more people in the seats for the show. So they weren't really concerned with what we were doing in the ring, but the fact that we were getting people to watch what we were doing in the ring. Um, eventually, I start branching out. A friends of mine went to the ECPW school up in Lake Hiawatha, so I start going to training sessions up there, um, and I start branching out to other places. I started working NWS, which at the time was NWA New Jersey, so mm-hmm. it was NWA affiliate, and you just rub elbows with the right people who take you under their wing, and guys like you know Tommy Force, Tony Flo. Tony um, Flo. I remember Tony Flo. Okay. Tony Flo is awesome. Yeah, uh, he's a good dude. But those guys, so, and, and you know, as, as for the reputation of indie wrestling being a toxic place for a 17 and then eventually an 18 year old kid who was just starting out, you know, I got a lot of great advice and a lot of guys who definitely pushed me the right direction, just not where I started. Interesting. Interesting. So when exactly does, all right, so that's your 18. So I met you when how you were, how old, how old were you in 04? That was 21. So in a three year span, you go from go branching out to wrestling once a month, in Jackson, New Jersey, in, in a banquet hall um, in front of, like, 12 people uh, to seven, eight, nine hundred people. At the Railway Rec Center. Center. What's yeah. the, so, so tell me what that's like. Remember like that, your man. first Your first show at something I, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Shitting my pants. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Like so, that? yeah. So I, um, I went up to BWO. At the time, there was a Body Slam Wrestling Organization. It was run by Magic and Richie Rotten. 
And I used to go up there a couple times a week with uh, with Roach wrestles at Eric, as Eric Corvus mm-hmm. uh, and a couple other guys. And we got in there, and then eventually we started going to Ace, which is was AWA back mm-hmm. then. They had a school. There were so many schools up North Jersey. We used to go once, twice a week just to you know train and, and run the ropes and, and do stuff. And then you just you know you find some people to to talk to, and you work your way on a show or two, and then people start to like you, and and then that's what happens. So how'd you get your first booking at JAPW? So JAP came out of... It's always so, JAP. I'm the, yeah. I'm the only schmuck that's like, JAPW. Like, well, I, no, I, yeah. <laughs> everybody <laughs> refers to it as JAP, by the yeah, way. Yeah. So, um, uh, he's probably... Matt, the entire time, is probably like, Jesus Christ, it says JAP. Everybody knows <laughs> it as JAP. Go ahead. <laughs> so I was at a Ring of Honor show with those guys, with Eric Corvus. Mm-hmm. How's um, he doing, by the way? Is he all right? Yeah, he's still he's still wrestling. Still kicking. All right, cool, cool, 20, cool. 20, yeah, he's been he's in. been at it for a while. Okay. And he's and he's one of those guys now that I ran into then, where it's you find somebody that's working a certain way and you try to help them. Mm-hmm. He does that all the time. The amount of yeah, no, he's the definitely amount of careers and um and just overall ability that he's touched in this probably would go unseen if yeah, people didn't say it for sure so many people he needs he's yeah he needs a little bit more recognition for that definitely i agree 100 he's, he's had a lot of effect on people of this area just mm-hmm. in general getting from that starting period he's a he's a good like first year second year guy that just teaches you how to do things the right way mm-hmm. all right so you go make a trip with him to so jp all right it's a ring of honor so we go to ring of honor yeah and we're just going enjoying the show i think the uh the main event was i think it's paul london and samoa joe if, I mean, I don't know. I don't remember. Where but was I, the show? It was uh, the Rexplex. Oh, shit. Okay. Before that so, before that sank. Okay, go ahead. So Big Ray. Uh-huh. I don't know if you know Big Ray from, yeah. from Jersey All Pro Wrestling. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Uh, walks in, grabs Eric Corvus aside and says, hey, I want you to go flyer the uh, – because Eric's like a student-ish mm-hmm, at mm-hmm. the time, just kind of graduated the JAP school, um, and he asked him to flyer the parking lot. Uh, so I helped. Massive parking lot, by the way. Huge, yeah. <laughs> and there's Toys R Us, IKEA. It's all there. It's all a, in one. A shot. thousand to thirteen hundred people. You know, so now right. the amount of cars in the lot. My God. You throw a JAP flyer on there. Hopefully, they. It's ten minutes away. Right. It's a row away. Uh, so we went out. We flyered. Came back in. And Ray asked who I was. And Eric was like, "Hey, this is my friend. He wrestles. Can I give him a shot or whatever?" And yeah, he's like, "Yeah, you could just wrestle next show. Time <laughs> to come match. back." He goes, "Yeah, it's a dark match." <laughs> So that's what he did. So he took Eric's word for it that I was good and gave me a spot on a dark match before a JAP show. I actually showed up and didn't get a dark match the first time. Then I came back again, and I, he gave And me you know what? It's a testament to you because a lot of people after that first time when they think they're about to get a dark match, they're like, oh, listen, we can't. They get discouraged. They walk away. They never come back. So not, shout not out only, to you for coming back. Not only that. They made me pay for a ticket. Oh, my. So really? I showed God. up expecting to wrestle. Are you uh, still waiting for that, like, receipt like no, <laughs> to come back? And no, I'll 20 bucks now? I understood. <laughs> it, it was the JAP 7th anniversary show. Okay. The main event was Azriel versus Jay Lethal in a ladder match. Love it. Um, Sanjay Dutt broke his arm. trying Hated to that. Do, with Red trying to do a, a Rana off of someone's back. It was a crazy spot. He put his hand down. Broke, and so I had never witnessed indie wrestling to the level that i did at this show and now i'm like so i'm just gonna wrestle here right I can't, do, I can't <laughs> right. wrestle here right uh but yeah so i sat in the crowd seventh anniversary show and watched these guys that eventually would become my friends like, 2003 two three i think it was late 2003 just trying, so maybe trying to go back was moff on the show 
I think Moff is on the show. Okay. I think they were still. This is. I think they had just broken up. Okay. The hit squad had just. Yep. Broken yep. Yep. Up. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So Interesting. Back, so back then it's like 03. Yep. You're like just breaking in, yep. but you see all those guys like Samojo and Dutt, like you just said. Who would you say like from looking back then you could tell already that they were going to be here for a long time? In wrestling, itself? yes, pretty much. Like still, like so, most most of the guys are still around today. Most of the guys I've seen that you've wrestled or have been a part right. been a part well, with. So 03, some of those guys were already established. Joe was already in Red yep. Bonner, all that. So those guys. If you're thinking like maybe my level or right around my age, um, I was always amazed by Jay before he even became like a big star. Just Jay, Jay Lethal, Lethal, yeah, of course. Yeah, just because he he just had this thing about him. He just you know, I never spent a day with him or a moment with him where I felt like he cared what people thought about what he was. He was just being himself, and when you have that freedom, I think it it shows up in the ring. Guys like me who, you know, are shit scared of doing the wrong thing in the ring, you know, sometimes that shows up and people are like, all right, well, he's not 100% real or 100%, you know, with it. And Jay's just got that it factor where he just is him and he just lets it all out and you could just see it. And you just he draws people to him professionally and personally. Oh, I told you that story. I told you that Jay's the reason why I didn't quit like three months in. Like I, I cracked ribs on the front because we had like one of those 20 by 20 like Vader rings. Like they were like the what? Like like boxing ring. Right. I couldn't oh. bump for shit. Right. For shit. It was him. It was lethal. Kevin Matthews was there. Buck was training. Uh, and I just couldn't take a back bump. I just didn't. I couldn't kick my own feet out from under me. I was scared. I was timid. And I was so frustrated. And I slammed. When I tell you I slammed the mat once and I rolled out, he's like, come here. And I was like, oh, fuck, what does Jay Lethal want? And I was like, so I went over there and he, he basically told me, he's like, what are you so frustrated for? I was like, well, because Pat's going to hate me and Kevin thinks I suck and blah, blah, blah. He's like, nobody said anything to you yet. You know, like, so if they're not frustrated with you. Why the fuck are you frustrated with yourself? And I, like from there, I was just like, all right, all right, all right. And that was it. I was ready to literally walk out the door. Jay Lethal was probably still to this day one of my favorite people ever I've ever met wrestling. Yeah, so the thing about Jay, and there's probably only two or three other people that I could say this about, is that you think you're a good wrestler until you get into the ring. And, and it's not even wrestling with him. It's talking to him. Mm -hmm. The level of, it's like inception of wrestling. Mm -hmm. Like the level of thought process of why we do the things that we do is untouched it's like him gresham and in the ring loki a guy like that yeah is like the the levels of thought put into how i'm going to perform what it's going to look like what kind of reaction am i going to get like they know every step means something and they put some sort of intention behind it every step they make yeah he's he's just an incredible dude incredible dude incredible guy to learn behind um so you're you're mixing it up now. You're getting your first dark match. Who was it against? It's against Eric Corvus. That's oh, oh, that's right. You said that. Okay. So when I mean, because at, at some point, JAP has to look at you and say like, "All right, this kid, he like enough with the selling the tickets thing. He's he's got it." Like, well, so no, I never I never sold tickets for for JAP. They okay. were, they never used guys that sold tickets. They well, didn't do. God that. bless them. Yeah, because <laughs> every other friggin' indie they did. It. They they got by just on talent the alone. That yeah, they were putting out. And, and the guys that they were bringing in. Like, that's not, it just, JP style is not, uh, not to use guys to, to sell tickets. Um, at least at that point, mm -hmm. being that they were 
at that level. Right. Uh, probably early on. When yeah, was more, more than likely. Probably yeah. did stuff like that, but never when I was there. So you're there when this so when I'm you there, had that aha moment. Making friends. I'm in. I'm in. I was actually in in JAP before I was in AWA, which is Ace now. Um, but I knew I was going to get more ring time because at that point AWA was wrestling every Friday night. Yes. Every Friday. It was a third story building, like someone's apartment. The <laughs> ring was in there. And yeah. And, and pizza. No, no, no. It's no, the wrestlers. Yeah. Let them in. That, I mean, that's what it looked like. It was <laughs> no, yeah, I, a studio, I believe, yeah. like a studio apartment. And it was a full size ring too. So the, the roof is right above your head as you're wrestling and full size mirrors on the wall. So I just I just have this vivid memory of uh, I don't know if you remember Chris Idol yeah yeah Chris Rockwell now yeah yeah uh, just wrestling it every time he did a move he's like looking at himself <laughs> in the mirror yeah it's the best um, but that's Mike Morgan I don't know if you're familiar yep. with Mike Morgan mm-hmm. and, and uh, Ace but so I would go there and it's just the repetition of being in the ring so often that your skills just start to to hone themselves and eventually um, I was doing dark matches month after month after month in JAP. They did a worldwide taping where they started doing their own weekly episodic show. Uh, they did that taping in Lake Hiawatha. I got a match against uh, Havoc, who it was like a 30-second squash match. And then I wrestled Reefer, and it was like a three- to five-minute match. That would have been your favorite wrestler, by the, the way. Grim Reefer, right? Yeah, he, yeah. He's out. still out there, by the way. He yeah, was at WrestlePro about yeah, three months ago. He was there. And yeah. he's having some sort of resurgence because he's he's one of those guys. Because it's legal now. <laughs> right, yeah. So so back then, and and when I was a heel, I used to do it all the time. I'm like, this guy, he's he's telling your kids that doing drugs is okay, and you're cheering for him. Like, what are you doing? And they would still boo me. Like, I'm just very hateful. Uh, yeah, so but... Welcome to Jersey. <laughs> yeah, so... um. Eventually, I did a show where I showed up for a show, and I was supposed to be teaming with Nino Capone, who never who doesn't wrestle anymore, another AWA slash ace guy, uh, against uh, the H Effect, which is Dixie Deranged and Insane Dragon. Um, but M Dog, Matt Cross, missed his flight, didn't show up, and he's supposed to wrestle B Boy, who at the time is the JAPW Light Heavyweight Champion. So B boy for some reason points to me and he goes. As soon as you say his name, I'm thinking of Teddy Hart. I'm sorry. I just I still do it. I I know. He gets so annoyed. It's 20 years later and I'm still like B boy. B boy. My clavicle. (laughs) Broke my clavicle. Love Teddy Hart. Oh my god. Uh, So yeah. So B boy picks me out and I guess because he'd been on shows before, maybe he saw something that he thought he could work with, and was like, I just I want to wrestle that guy. And Ray was like, okay. Frank yep. was like, okay, so that's it. Now, what's going through your head right there? Because you know, um, you're not, you weren't expecting that kind of a match, right? No. And it's and, just, that's a pretty again, big I opportunity. Don't, I don't know. Like, I can't think back well enough to, to remember if mentally I was aware of what this moment yeah. meant. You know what I mean? Like, that this was a high profile JBW light heavyweight match against the guy from the West Coast who was like the West Coast homicide. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting in the ring with it. Like, I, I was so ignorant to that moment when I was in it. How old are you at the time? 21. So, like, it's still like, you know, it's. Yeah, still relatively new. I mean, technically, I'd been wrestling for five years, but in the business, Maybe two. You're also a, a big wrestling fan, right? You're going to the shows, you're going to Raw, you're going to Ring of Honor, right? It's, right. So, so wrestling has been a part of your life your whole life, right? Whole like, life. Whole life. So, so like when, when Teddy Hart, that's who B-Boy is, right? I don't know. No, no, no. There's a promo that is just infamous. There's a promo from B-Boy hit Teddy Hart with a move, 
and broke his clavicle, and Teddy Hart is out of his mind, so he, he cuts this promo about, like, <laughs> Steve Mack comes in, he's like, Steve, I bet, I bet you, you know, you like to see me like this. B-Boy, you do this move. B-Boy. Every match. <laughs> B-Boy. Yes. Okay. Bro, and, and then you Teddy Hart's Canadian, like just, just well, the, the so funny. Yeah. So <laughs> think, of, think of the batshit craziness of Ultimate Warrior. I'll show promos. you the promo after the show. To You're gonna freaking love this it. thing. But it's a Canadian young high flyer instead of some roided up guy. Like just very like rocket fuel propels the masses to being like my fan. Like he just this, he called himself the savior of professional wrestling. Like he just was this enigmatic just i don't know if you do you know the story of him at ring of honor teddy hart yeah i've heard a bunch of teddy hart stories so teddy hart doing like backflips off of so ring of honor used to have i don't know if you're familiar this cage with platforms on top Mm -hmm. they had a match with that and teddy hart just starts doing backflips off to nobody to no one just Just landing in the middle of the ring just yeah into the ring on tv like it's just a dvd but i mean but but i mean like yeah he's throwing up just out of nowhere he's out of his mind at the time he's trying to build obviously he's teddy hart yeah yeah. but no but like in his brain he's like i'm teddy hart do it (laughs) right so he the promos that he cuts oh legendary so what are like what are so who's the guy in the back that's watching all this stuff go down and just like what's going on back here like what's the what's backstage like when you I don't know exactly, so I wouldn't like to um, speculate on yeah. like, what exactly happened, but I had heard the lock was not happening. No. And I couldn't I know, imagine. I know that a lot of guys with a lot of clout in this business had a lot of words with him. Yeah, he was but just he on is, his rocker at the time. Is, man. Yeah, yeah tra- no, well, he trains it's... cats to do backflips. Like he's he's just out of his mind. He's a whisperer, and, and, so and everywhere where shape so of the funny. word, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, a whisperer. That's so funny. Right. Oh man! All right, so you're, you wrestle B boy, right? That goes over. I'm Dude, assuming like for the belt or no? What was it for the title or no? Yeah, it's for the title. okay. Excuse me. Uh, so, 25 minute match. Like I had never done anything like it before, and he's obviously carrying me. You know. To, to the level that I guess he thinks I could be. And it just puts me on the map, you know, like everywhere starts calling or, or asking me to, to do stuff. And really? Yeah. It, that one so maybe match, he, maybe him pushing you though was, was that's it. good and, for you. Every, though, and, you know? and everybody needs someone to push them to that level. You know what I mean? Like not everyone believes that they can keep up with a guy like B-Boy. And, and I don't think I even did. He, he dragged <laughs> me uh, to that performance, but, Still to this day, I'll look back at that match and think it's one of my best, and it's 20 years ago. That's phenomenal. Because that, but that's who, that's who that's B-Boy insane. is, you know what I mean? That's who he brings out. He's got his own school uh, in, on, in California called Level Up, and he is producing, like, WWE asked him. He's training Dominic Mysterio. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, he's involved with so much stuff out there. He's a guy behind the guy. Like, yeah. out there, had an awesome career. If you're an indie wrestling fan from that time period, you obviously know who he is, but this is 20 years later. And he's still creating an impact. Nice, that's dude. awesome. That's, that's incredible. And amazing human being. Yeah, well, that, great human being. It, you know, it, it, that goes to show you because there's probably, I mean, you know, I mean, there's there's just handfuls and handfuls and handfuls of people that you meet. You're like, oh, nice to meet you, and then you just realize, like, wow, what a piece of shit. Yeah. You know, like there's so <laughs> many of them out there, and it's unfortunate. But for every, I don't know, ten or fifteen bad guys, there's just one that stands out. That you're like, wow, he's a really good dude, and B Boy was one of them. So yeah, that's cool. Absolutely. That's so cool. I have the match with B Boy. Um, I start getting booked other places, start doing a lot of different things, uh, start traveling a little bit, um, and it all came at once. You know, <clears throat> indie wrestling specifically is a copycat game. 
you know, if you're popular one place, everywhere wants you. And I, mean, I think it's still the same. Yeah, 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 yeah. In, in aspects. Indie, indie wrestling, indie is like wrestling that. I'm yeah, saying, yeah, same it's thing. Like that. So if you if you perform one place, everyone feels like they need to get you, mm-hmm. and and that's kind of what happened. It was just like a domino effect. It was two to three times a week, every week for two to three years, and I just got burnt out. But around that time, like that's when indie wrestling like was really oh, taking yeah. off. Like yep. that was like that was, peak it, indie was definitely a, it was definitely a boom period for, for sure. Like yeah. for sure, yeah, most certainly because Ring of Honor is running uh, nonstop. I think TNA had just kind of broke through and was doing weekly shows, you know, um, yeah. Because WWE was the only game in town was, at the time as right, far as TV. Right. And J, JAP was was drawing like 900, 1,000 people every show. You know, every we were, show. We were, we were going up to Braintree, Massachusetts. We were coming down back to here. And I'm telling you, the, no the acoustic, we you got to get to a show at the Rawway Rec Center. I, I don't think you can – WrestlePro does draw very well. They have great crowds, rabbit crowds. Indie crowds are great. But there was something different about those crowds back then. It was just like a little, I don't know, edgier, I guess you could say. I think it was still on the border of that stronger style wrestling mm-hmm. uh, that hadn't really, I'm sorry, that hadn't been seen, um, at least in this area, because it's still, the internet was just mm-hmm. starting to break out. Like, JAP at that time was releasing their own episodic web show, shows, and they were doing it on their own website. Like Angel Fire. <laughs> well, no, they're, they're so JAPW.net. Would would there was no YouTube? They right. just put it on their, their yeah. So they their just website. put it up on their website and and have people go to their website and watch the shows. Now yep. you say, go ahead. Before you continue, so you start wrestling sixteen. You do the show. You're still in high school though, right? Yeah. So then you get up to this level. What are like your friends from high school who are like, bro? What are you doing? You're, what are you kidding me, bro? <laughs> I can only listen, imagine. To, yeah. to be hey, guess what? Yeah, yeah, Mom, yeah. Dad, <laughs> friends, like, sister. I'm 35, brother. so I know like around that time, like I really wasn't watching wrestling, but of course I watched uh, ECW, Money Night Wars. Like I was huge into wrestling, and then it kind of kind of fell off to me. Right. But like the indie boom happens. You're a part of it. Yep. What's everybody saying to you? Uh, so indie wrestling isn't really a part of everyday life. So my personal friends, they didn't understand it. And even family doesn't really understand it. Even even in that moment where it's like a completely different world because I'm Matt to them, mm-hmm. you know, the kid who was doing flips in the backyard for his friends, like in three people. Uh, and they think to them, indie wrestling is still that. That, yeah. Just dialed up a little bit. But right. they show up to yeah. a show, like your parents show up to your first show and there's 900 people there. Or no, so, well, so my parents would never, I mean, let's see, so start in 2000, it's 2022, let's do some quick math. Zero? Uh, twice. Twice. Once they were on vacation in Wildwood or something like that, and I was wrestling just happened to be nearby. There. <laughs> yeah, like, but they stumbled, hey, that's my son. Just happened to be there. <laughs> He's on the poster, yeah, look at that, that how cute, he looks so looks handsome. Like kid. The heck? Yeah, so my, my dad has seen me wrestle twice, my mom once. Um, By design? Well, my mom still thinks it's real. So nice. she doesn't want to see you get hurt. <laughs> not not real in the aspect of, like, the storylines are real, but she thinks it's real that when I'm getting hit, I'm getting hit. Yeah. I'm getting hurt. I'm okay. can't watch it. I, I, right. I, I so, like, it. she she cut a promo on Anthony Gangoan on my phone and sent it to him. <laughs> like, don't touch my baby. Like, yeah, so. <laughs> That's yeah. fantastic. And I remember my mom coming downstairs when I lived in my parents' basement and Homicide was down there because we were going out to, like, hang out. And I was like, this is Homicide. She's like, that's his name. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, ma, God, yeah. just leave. Okay, Azrael was the best one because I think my dad was home. He's like, your parent, my, your parents named you Azrael. <laughs> like, no, that's not his name. 
He's like, oh my god. My, my dad is a huge wrestling fan. He called. He's like, oh, did you listen to Busted Open Radio this week? I'm like, no. Is he? I did not. Yeah, that's huge. so funny. And uh, that's what I mean. He's saw me wrestle twice. That's, that's the level of him not understanding who his son was. Yeah, to, you're to like certain people. A legend in Jersey, bro. <laughs> no. Jersey, <laughs> no. but you are though. No. Jersey indie wrestling, bro. You you are. I mean, I, you might people not know who I am. I would say, but the word legend is is a little. For an, Wait, I'm not trying he to. Went I'm not, over, like, I'm he not, was ta- he was talking to me in pre a lot, and he's like, okay. bro, like the Rolodex of guys that you've been in the ring. With. I'm yeah. like, yeah, bro. I mean, he was at it for a while, so yeah. of course he's gonna come across these guys, and they're gonna want to work with him. So yeah, of course. But I mean, that's how you get known. But most of them are all for that same promotion. Though, is what I'm saying, which is like the. the Jersey yeah, Pro, or whatever. Yeah, so, yeah, like when I see yeah. when I see some of those guys in there, I'm like, for for being around in this area. When you look at some of those guys that are on television still to this day, El Generico, Sami Zayn, Kevin right. Steen, Owens, those guys are huge. And you're wrestling those guys in 04, winning over some of them, you know what I mean? Or yeah, so in, in, there was uh, the four-way that everyone always talks about or, or at least mentions to me as being like, holy, like that was you. Because, uh, interesting, I'll tell you in a second, um, it was me. Steen slash Owens, Moff, and Eddie Kingston in a four-way. And, walk out of that yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. But that's, <laughs> so to me, I'm thinking, like, what, what am I even doing here? Like, who's booking me yeah. in a match? Because also Wrestling Society X, I don't know if you ever. I remember that. MTV had their own wrestling Okay, show, yep. And it was uh, Human Tornado and Matt Seidel and all these guys. So um, we did a four-way in Carteret, mm-hmm. and it was me, Human Tornado, Matt Seidel, and Matt Cross in a four-way again. I'm like, why am I, like, ran, I wake up Monday morning and I'm, you know, painting lines on the street, marking where the phone lines are. <laughs> These guys are, that's their living wrestling. Like, that's their job. Yeah, it's incredible. So, so it's, want- it's incredible for me because I'm an average human being who just happened to mix elbows with guys who were great and got away with somehow convincing them that I deserved to be there. Now, I got to know, only because I, I'm actually very curious, when you're hitting this peak and you're hitting this stride and you're working all these guys that are like like Rob just said are, are still literally names in the business today. When did was there any? I mean, it to me from what I've seen you do and start, was there aspirations to get on TV at any point? Like, was there a drive to say like, look, one day I'm gonna be fucking intercontinental champ? You know what I'm saying? Like, what, like feeling that way because. Once you start wrestling these names, and once you start getting in there and mixing with them, and these guys are getting your respect, and people are starting to notice just who you are, you know, small town boy out of, out of Jersey, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. do you ever get that that sense where you're like, you know what? It's not out of the realm of possibilities that I can be, uh, you know, at, at a pay per view one day. I don't think a hundred percent I ever convinced myself that I was deserving of of the things that I was doing. I always felt like I was playing this long con and eventually people would figure out, especially because I didn't go about it the right way with how I started. I think not going to a school messed with me mentally because I always felt like I just was not the guy they thought I was. I always felt like eventually it would be revealed that I am not good and I am not deserving of being where I am. Yeah, like someone's going to expose you in the (laughs) Like, come on. And and maybe that's the old Irish, like, things are going to go wrong eventually. Like, this is not going to be working Mm -hmm. out well. Uh, But that's just how I felt. And I think that fear of being exposed and that fear of uh, not believing myself or believing in myself to the point where I needed to be held me back from really trying to get where I should have or could have been. It's too humble, man. It's not not humble at all. Because humble would be 
I think recognizing the talent, but also like, you know, but everybody else has talent too. It was more of just this weird mind fuck of like, I don't deserve to be here. Did, did you think anybody like, was it like a secret that you didn't go to no, wrestling school? No, That's no, a, because they, I remember in commentary, um, Clemson, who Mark Clemson mm-hmm. was the guy, he, he very early on in, um, in my JAP run had mentioned, you know, he did a lot of self-training and we don't advise that you do that, but he's doing it well. And then Sam Roberts started commentating uh, JAP shows. Yep. And mm-hmm. he was like, he used to make these jokes like, you know, I ran into Arcadia in the back and he said, the only person who's better than him is the guy who trained him. And that's him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so like, yeah, he would, he would say stuff like that. So it wasn't that was very good Sam yeah, Roberts. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'll have to send that to him. He'll, he'll get yeah. a kick out of that one. Um, it, it wasn't... Um, it wasn't a secret that that's how I had started. Because eventually, you know, you just kind of pick up everything and the experience trains you. I mean, I spent three or four years wrestling dirt indies. So that kind of gave me the experience I needed. That was my training. Because I would show up three, four hours beforehand, getting, you know, put the ring together with with all the other guys and then get in there and, and just train. Just start getting to work, yeah. Right. So it's not like I didn't, I just officially didn't go to a school where I got like a certificate mm-hmm. after. Yeah, I don't think anybody gets certificates right, anymore, to be honest. You know what I mean? like, <laughs> At least a mental certificate, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Like a right. mental certificate of, you know, I started, my goal was to finish a cl- my training class, and I just never did that. So maybe that's mentally where that gap was. Why you try? Did you try? Did you like, is that something you wanted to do? Was that like a goal all along was to like go to wrestling school or you were just no, like, no, nah, I made it here. So no, I was very, uh, trying to find the easiest in ev- in all aspects of my life yeah. as a kid. Anything that was the easiest road was the road I was going to take. Must be a Jersey thing. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I feel like I'm playing the long game here. Like, oh, that's a shortcut. Let me do that. Like, that's <laughs> just, that's just, uh, I guess my, that's just who I was. Yeah. So now, uh, now we're talking like we're talking 2004, five peak, right? right? It's 2022. Mm-hmm. Seventeen years later, hmm. you're still doing it. Like, yeah, I yeah. see you out there. I see someone. To, it's not as frequent, obviously, but like because life is, you know, you're a dad now and everything. You know what I mean? So like things get in the way, but you're still out there and you're still, you know, doing your thing. Like, still you, involved, right? You know, um, with the resurgence of JCW mm-hmm. under the umbrella of GCW. I was able to at least get some ring time back. You know, uh, I had tweeted very randomly that I was, no, I'm sorry. Jordan Oliver was like two years old when I last wrestled for JCW. (laughs) Jordan Oliver, Jesus Christ. Right. So Jordan Oliver's 22 years old. We had Casey Navarro in here a couple weeks ago. (laughs) Those two. Yeah, I know. They both came up. When they first started, they walked in when I was in the ring and I, and I watched them both grow from where they were to what they became. And I noticed it immediately. The first time I ever met Jordan, I was in the ring with another wrestler just messing around like I always do before shows. Like, I just love to be in the ring before a show and just work things. No script, no nothing, just the feel, just Mm -hmm. the feel of it. And I was like, you, come here. Because I I knew that they were new, and I pulled Jordan in, just worked with him a little bit, pulled Casey in, worked with him a little bit, and then just we became close. Yeah, and then for years, like we would just talk all the time. How Whatever. important is that though in professional wrestling for guys like you to go up to the new guy who might feel uncomfortable at a show or might be his first time out of a show? You remember your yeah, first are you time? Try, are you trying to are be you, you now? You know what I'm saying? Are you trying to be you from back then? You know what I'm saying? Like you know, it's a mind fuck now, but you know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, yeah. are you trying to greet you at the door? Maybe. Yeah. 
maybe. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. when these new guys are coming like, in, mentally, you're like, am I saying like, oh, I wish someone or there was someone there for me, so right. I want to be someone for them? I could see that. Um, People are gonna but, listen to that, but like, what the fuck did he just say? But it wasn't, so let me explain. Yeah, <laughs> not me. I was like, are you you? <laughs> when I was 16 years old, I don't think there was a hand that was sent out that was like, hey, I'm gonna show mm-hmm. you how to do this. Right. And I feel like a lot of these kids, they could, and it's not even because there's always gonna be someone that can help you mm-hmm. or do things, but it, it's a it's a compassionate and understanding and someone who's gonna check in with you all the time. Like I watch, I pay money for fight or for whatever to watch Jordan wrestle because I want to watch Jordan wrestle and I want to send him a Facebook message the next day and say, Hey, I watched your match. I'll, I'll send you a legal stream. Dude. You don't have to pay <laughs> <laughs> no, but, no, I'm kidding. No, but it's, important. But that's, yes. it's important. And, and that was five years ago, six years ago that me and Jordan met. Mm. And I'm still, every time I watch him wrestle, I'm still sending him. Hey, even if uh, no, adv- I will never offer advice unless he's like, Hey, what'd you think? I will just tell him, Hey, I watched your match. That's it. Because I want him to know that someone along the line, he caught an eye and, and he's looking out for you. That's it. That's what I want to do. It's awesome. It's awesome. Now, fast forward, you're still doing your ring time whenever you feel like it. But now there's something, there's a little, little bit of a bigger picture happening now. There is. So now you want to get into the creation game. And it's been a slow process. I've always felt Bro, like we talked about this a year ago, me and you. Like, yeah, that's how long yeah, it's yeah. yeah. Well, we, so we talked about the idea. The idea that was floating around. I was like, oh, that's interesting. I was like, all right, I'll see if he but does before anything. Before I talked to you, about three years before that, I was talking to other people. Because mm-hmm. wow. there had always been this... <laughs> there, there, there had always been this seed he in cursed, my head, guys. <laughs> uh, that um, that I wanted to create. So whether it's in the ring, whether because I I look at wrestling the same way I look at other art forms. It's it's all about the creation process and what you can produce out for for people to view, right? So it's what makes me different as a wrestler. What makes my promotion different from every other promotion? Because right now, I don't think there's been a time in indie wrestling where it's been more oversaturated. So this might obviously be the worst time to throw your yeah, hat into the I, I thought about that too. Well, obviously the, the ideas that you discussed, we'll get into in a second, but like the idea you discussed to me back last year, and if you've been brewing this for four years, you know what I mean? Like you're right. It might not be the best time when it comes to your traditional pro wrestling on the independent circuit, right. but what you're doing is way different than anything. I tried to explain it to the guys, and I was like, listen, you're never going to believe this shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. and I, I explained it, and they're like, just looking at me like cross-eyed. And I was like, I, I, it's going to work. I know well, that Matt's got it. Like, he's a brain for this shit. It has the possibility to work. So it's all about the application, right? So do you want to explain to, to the, the listener without... I, I don't know if you're trying... I, let's... let's dis, disclaimer here. It's not out there yet, right? right it's not. It's not. So, well, like, and, I don't want... When are we... When is this going to be... Literally tomorrow. Out? Okay, yeah, so... <laughs> So it's not, there is previews. So we do have like an Instagram and a Twitter mm-hmm. and, and we are and a, and a YouTube page. And it's called. Oh, this is on, this is going. Yeah. So we, All right. we released about a week ago, maybe even 10 days ago, we released like some sort of teaser video where it was, you know. I guy, sent it to you. The guys, that, the guys that we're using and just letting people know, hey, th- this is a new thing that we're creating. Uh, I really didn't want my name to be attached to it too much, uh, but I am kind of a control freak. So it's hard for me to, to get. Why other people? Why do you not want it? Your I name know, I, just, to it. I think that it's more important. In case it put, sucks, dude. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Deniability. Yeah, right. I, I had nothing I had to do with nothing this Nothing to do with that. Um, yeah, but uh, I just I feel like things work better when the people who are the main creators behind it mm-hmm. are behind the scenes. 
Okay. And they're pushing things out for other people to kind of like, all right, but this is, I like this, I like that, I like this. But if I'm the guy, I can't make corrections because I can't see it happening. It's me. I'm doing it. Do you have a chain of command right now? Do you have some guys no, working under two you? Of us. Just you and? It's not, there, we're, neither of us are under either of us. It's just me and, and so he wrestled under TJ Blade. I know he, who he is. Okay. Yeah. So yep. his name's Travis. He spent uh, a long time, uh, same same way as me, backyard wrestling, but he was trained. He's He did it the right way. Mm -hmm. uh, but he was a UWA elite guy, and mm -hmm. he's been branching out. He's in, he was in World One. Uh, he he wrestled on JAP when it came back. Uh, so he's done some stuff, but he, he is very into the creation process. He has one of the most successful backyard wrestling federations. <laughs> in, in the, there's guys, pro guys, that see him, and they're like, oh, I watch that all the time. I watched it because the link, the backyard wrestling link, hooked up all these people That's that crazy. had the same ideas and the same. Let me, so real quick, when you when that was going on and like you start to get big, is, was there any other people from that were used to watch that you saw in the ring? Uh, so like guys like me that were that were like you were link. on the on that link thing and you watching people from Georgia wrestle. Was there yeah, anybody yeah, like, yeah. dude? I saw you on. A lot a, of them disappeared. Uh, because it's backyard wrestling, right? Yeah. So, so they died. <laughs> Literally just <laughs> broke their goddamn neck in the backyard. Trampoline right. broke, yeah. and that was it. <laughs> that was it. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. No, so, but they're um, all alive, I'm sure. But like I, I, I mentioned before, Deppin uh, and Alex Zane and um, the guy who wrestles under Drake Chambers, who's actually in our product, mm -hmm. uh, used to be one of the biggest like backyard wrestlers. His name is G Fatal, and people loved him. Matt DeMorest, like all these guys that you'll see on some shows, like uh, H2O uses them a lot. Mm -hmm. On Point Wrestling uses them a lot because they all, oh, um, Unbreakable Andy. I don't know if you ever heard his name. Mm -mm. Backyard legend. Oh, <laughs> well, he's unbreakable, yeah. well, so obviously. Yeah, like... we, well, he would flip like 15,000 times a match and land on his head every time. Oh, so, my God. Of course, shake it off. Shake it off. Yeah. So, he's so, feeling it now. He's yeah. almost 40 years old. So you, you've banded uh, a bunch of guys together for, now we didn't even name it yet. It's called Quest? It's called The Quest. The Quest. Yeah. Um, I did see one of my good buddies over there, uh, Matt McIntosh. Matt McIntosh. He is one of, and I don't know if I've ever told you to actually look his stuff up, but I said this, and I stand by this. It's probably one of the greatest I've ever seen. Like, he's really that damn good. And it's like, it's such a goddamn shame that he was never given, like, a look. And, and then again, I don't know. Like, I never, we sit and we talk when I see him. But, like, I never knew if he was like, yeah, we I'm trying. similar stories. Yeah, so I'm saying, like, he, he might not think that he deserves to be where he's at. But, like, he's right. one of those guys which is, like, one of the most incredible workers I've ever watched. We both have. And I got the, to call a million of his matches. So We both have right. those moments where people will both look at us and be like, you're the guy that should right. have been right. somewhere else mm -hmm. but never got there. McIntosh is one of those guys. And now he's working with you at the Quest. Right. Um, so you you want to so, yeah, peel yeah, back yeah. the so curtain the, a little so bit? The idea for me is that I, I always wanted to surround myself with guys that I believed in or wrestlers that I believed in because right now it's it's not just guys that – the woman scene is huge, and, and mm -hmm. if yeah. they ever do a yeah. season two, that's something that I definitely want to incorporate is is getting them involved. Um, but it was local guys that I knew I could trust and that would be easy for me to talk to, and guys just that I built relationships with over the years. Um, and and I I always kind of wanted to have some sort of creative output with me not being in the ring, and this was this was my way to do it. So the idea uh, was to create some sort of um, statistics game where we could track wrestlers uh, from a high analytic mode and then 
translate those statistics into effectiveness in the ring, like efficiency in the ring. So it's a very money ball way to look at professional wrestling. The problem with it is that that stuff can be skewed because we all know what professional wrestling is. Don't you uh, say it. I'm not. Nobody drops that forwards in this place, no, no, okay? No, no. I, <laughs> no, I know. It is, it is, it's tough to analyze something right. that won't always have the backup to it, right? So if you analyze a batting average or RBIs, that's always going to lead to wins. In right. professional wrestling, the amount of moves that you hit doesn't always lead to winning uh, a match. So it has been tricky in trying to create some sort of stat form, but I think uh, the formula that I have developed kind of explains the, the most important parts of, of professional wrestling. Now, what I've heard so far from Dave was there's, there's going to be judges. No, 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 no. Oh, no judges. No oh, judges. It's, not he, a, it's not a game show. So when he told me they're... <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, I'm talking about like UFC. Boxing, like, like UFC, like the, when, go to the judges' uh, scorecard. I was like, oh, how no, are no, they going to... Ah, son of a bitch. So, no, so, so, here I am thinking like, he yeah, no, they're not going to pin anybody. I mean, that's actually a fun idea, but... Dude, I was like, what judges are they going to use? Ten. No, not like that. I'm saying like it's a 10-8 round because, you know, McIntosh hit the apple slicer twice. I actually like that idea. But stolen. When he told me that, I'm like, who? I'm like, are they going to have like Olympic gold medalists as their... Like, don't you worry about nothing. So, it's okay. my idea now. So they get in there. So we're tracking things like strikes and yeah, like so, takedowns and stuff right. like that, right? So think this day and age, like baseball, exit velo, and like all these things. That's where all it's going right now right? anyway. So all these crazy stats that people are analyzing. So the, the one stat that I haven't been able to nail down is is uh, is the um, what's the win expectancy is, is the one I want to nail down. So like, like win probability, yeah, win probability. Matches, which so would be like, pretty cool. Hey, yeah. So we're going to put these two guys into our formula and then who should win. And like, that's, that's the kind of thing. That's where I want to go with it eventually. But again, this is all data. So someone's got to crunch the numbers and one match, two matches for each guy is not going to give me a lot of numbers to work with. Uh, so I did spend a lot of the last year just gaining data and I never thought honestly it was going to go anywhere I didn't think that uh, I'd ever be able to produce what we have produced but it's definitely something that I'm proud of so the idea is six guys uh, two three-man round robins they wrestle two matches each so like a G1 yeah yeah so wrestler A versus wrestler B and then wrestler A versus C and then B versus okay C, right? so in those matches they're analyzed so the two main things that we're looking at is control time Mm -hmm. and strikes, right? So control time, depending on how much you control your opponent in the match. At the end, it spits out a formula. Depending on how much of the match you controlled, you get a certain amount of points. It's like you have to earn... The do I do... Now, do, dare I, like, say the heels have the advantage considering the heat? So... That's a lot of control time, though. not no? saying the F word... Mm-hmm. No, you're right. Okay. You can just do whatever you want. To how... That's true. Okay. Now, do you... how, how it... I'm just thinking of, like, logical wrestling ways, like shine, heat, bomb, bomb, you know? Now you get a good look at how each guy makes his craft. Which is true. Which is like true, because it will be able to break down so you can go back to look like, oh, this guy does, works a lot on the leg, or this guy yeah. comes and yep. he attacks this part of the body or, if his finisher is a sharpshooter or something, for instance, you know? So, so, we, I, so we took our matches, we broke them down to the quarters, and then we did control which time. Which is even better, probably. Which, control time, right? So a guy that controls the first quarter more or the second quarter more, and then eventually in the third quarter, he gives up control. You can tell already what the story of the match is, right? Now there's time limits. Down down three in the fourth quarter, he's going to have to come back. Okay, are all right. Are there time limits? How are so we no time doing limits. this? And quarters, I mean, that's 
probably a better idea is like setting up a timer and saying 15 minutes and then we'll just do rounds. But I don't, I don't like the idea. I like the idea of pinfall ending and then, because the goal of each wrestling match is to win the match. Mm -hmm. But if we're judging people by how effective or how efficient they are in the ring during that, then it's not ultimately the win that's going to give you the edge over your opponent. It's how efficient you are in the ring. So, for example, a guy like Anthony Gangone, who we are using in the quest, is a guy who is dominant in the ring, but he's not winning every match. So mm -hmm. now we're trying to figure out what it is that he's doing during the matches, and then what happens at the end, why is he not winning his matches? So we have made the strikes different levels. So a level one, a level two, a level three, and then you get a certain amount of points depending on what level the strike is. So a guy like Anthony Gangone, is he not hitting enough level threes at the end of a match that's why he's not winning his matches, even though the control time is there. So, is your mind on fire? No, no, no. no. <laughs> I'm like really thinking about it. So, I'm, I'm so starting to follow too, head, finally. In my head, <laughs> it took I'm, me a little while. I was like, ah, I'm starting to get this. In my head, I'm thinking of a guy like, like just for instance, Finn Balor, who does pretty in my opinion, when he's out there, I see the same move sets every week. I, I pretty much know what move's coming next, blah, 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 blah. So if somebody is doing those moves and then losing at the end of the match, right? Right. Would they have to develop like new skills, or maybe next week they have to figure out? Well, I did the coup de gras, but it didn't work, so I got to figure out how I can get from the coup de gras to get the, to so the next one. So it's all about point. presentation, mm -hmm. right? So it's all about how we, as a professional wrestling company, are going to present that kind of stuff. The idea overall is to try to get like a panel where they're discussing it, kind of like a Sunday morning football, where it's like, hey, he's hitting this move, maybe he's got to change his move set because this, although can be considered a level three move isn't really getting as much as he wants out of it. Maybe he's got to change something up. Something like that. I also, just so you know, um, they're looking for a commentary team. We, we are looking for a commentary Hello. I just, <laughs> anyway. I, I, I just say, I saw you but, do the card break there, break buttons. I was like, this good, guy though. is announcing every card like they just good, jumped though. up the top rope. It was great. But we got to make sure you understand it. I mean, yes. I'm a fucking yeah. clue. So I'm going to really leave some this homework This is my point here. to you, and, yeah. I, and I hear you speaking about it, <laughs> yeah. and... I don't want to bring it up, but like, so when Vince first owned WWE, he was on commentary, and when he would speak about it, you knew, you didn't know it was Vince's, but if you go back and you know it's Vince, you, it was, he was selling his product. Right. You just said the thing about having like a panel of people talking about it, this and this. You don't feel that you, that would be a specifically great spot for you? Right. No, yeah. So I, I have already put, I, I know that I'm going to have to be on the commentary team to put over the at ideas. least the panel Cause, cause honestly, oh, the panel the panel looks right well i would say i want to commentate the matches because we're going to have graphics that come up during mm -hmm. each match that lets you know what strikes are happening or like the level of you're basically going to be the rogan of, of the match right so oh please don't do that i'm just but uh, it's important in, in that yeah. regard in that but, regard but it needs to be presented the right way and that's your point so i'm the guy with with the, the knowledge, vision. all of it, yeah, right. With the vision, so I'm and I'm the one calling the punches and the kicks and stuff like that. Basic wrestling, you're the one saying, <laughs> right. like, well, yeah, basically, when <laughs> right. do I start? Nobody's gonna sell your product and know more about your product, right? Than you. But I, I meant like, host, I don't want to host it, no, obviously, not. We, I understand. We've already, that. we've already contacted a few people regarding whether or not they wanted to host it, and and we seem to have a good fit right now. Fuck. So, we plan on doing seasons, that's what I want to do. That's that's what I want. Like a season so, one champion, season two champion, right. stuff so, like that. The, but the hard part about, about it is that we at first, and I don't know if anyone, if I followed you guys as Secret Show. So at first, the Twitter handle was Secret Show because I didn't want anyone to know what we were doing. Mm -hmm. So we were branding ourselves as what are these matches for? 
So we asked other promotions that I was friendly with if I could record matches of our own prior to their shows. So we, oh, that's dope. So it's like actually, a dark match. Yeah, so our matches that we recorded for the Quest were actually recorded as pre-show matches on other promotions' shows. So I have a lot of people to thank just because without them, but not that's happen, awesome. Right. So who I, what? Yeah. Who, who, who so who Titan else? Wrestling okay. is one of them. Who's uh, running Titan? Now? Is that Billy? No, that's it is. Uh, it's Billy and Charlie. Charlie, so that's they the are okay. All shoots of a different promotion that they don't want to be a part of anymore. They <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, yeah. <laughs> they wanted to create their own. So that's is what's this guy still involved? Um, not who I was going to go. Uh, Chad is he involved doing any I of that stuff? I honestly don't know. No? Chad's involved. He's in. It seems like everything. He pops up everywhere. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I don't. I don't. Successful know. Actually, dude. <laughs> like he's everywhere. Once we started uh, producing all this stuff and, and adding graphics and all that stuff, I actually contacted Chad. He never got back to me. So I hope mm. that this is super successful. And then I just be like, Chad, you're hey, not involved. What is the um what are we what are we wrestling for? What is is there a belt? Is the, the best. So it's just So it's season one champion, season two champion, season three. Now champion. is the season one champion coming back to defend the title or is this just gonna be another champion so just like the all, NFL? So these are all good ideas and, and we haven't decided exactly how we're gonna do it yet. If it's gonna be just six brand new people and then eventually when we get to like season seven, it will be the six winners all brought back. That'd be cool. Ooh, I mean, dope. That's like I a like champion it. season. Yes. We could do something like that. Uh so we don't we don't the the possibilities of what we wanna do right now are are endless because you could do weight limits, females, tag yeah. teams. Yeah, and eventually getting to a tag team. Trios, class, yep. whatever they're Three all doing trios. now. The the ultimate goal is to eventually have our own promotion where we will infuse the quest as an aspect of our show. You know what I mean? So 100%. I, mean, it, 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 I could see it in my head. It could it could 100% work. Right. So Just not, from not every match on the show would be part of the quest, mm -hmm. but you have like, oh, this is a quest qualifying. But match. if, you this know... No, but that makes sense too, yeah. though. Just a way to in incorporate different things. Like, yeah. just this isn't part of the quest, but we're gonna have a ladder match. For if an older, beat up, retired Dave Destruction <laughs> wants to wrestle or something like that, he can just wrestle on the quest undercard against Chris Payne or some shit like that. You know, we need a place to go. Yeah, I true. found a place to go. Yeah. So the the ultimate comeback idea, is on. The ultimate idea is, and and we had this discussion before we even started recording, is is about the story that you want to tell within the realm of professional wrestling because that's what all the wrestlers are doing. They're telling their story, their art that they want to put out into the world. That's w what you see. And for me and for Travis, for The Quest, our story is just something different. We want to be able to tell the story of who is the best wrestler, but in a different way. I like it. Can I give you an idea? No. Sure. What about like qualifying matches to get into the tournament? Uh, uh, again, so that's this, how you get to know who people are. And right. So this is this is what we could do if we had our own promotion. Mm -hmm. Not every match is specifically designed as a as a quest stat match. It's all about like that's where it's that's where it, you'll get. In my opinion, you get people to tune in. Like because some people might not. When he was first telling me about the scoring system, I'm like how is that going to work? Right. But if you incorporate regular matches that, like you're saying, regular matches that aren't going to be scoring system, we can keep the score, but it's not directly. So it's like a preseason match. The reason why the scoring matters is because with those round robins, it's not who wins the match; it's who scores the best. And then once we get through the round robins, the top four scorers are going to move on to the tournament. It's interesting. Where now yeah. winning is everything. Nice. So you qualify for the tournament to prove that you're the best by being the most efficient guy. 
And then once you're the official. So it's not about winning or losing anymore, ladies and gentlemen. It's right. about being the best. Best. Being the best. best. My money's on Mac. I don't I know like anything about money's on bro, Mac. What up? Right. So if you the, the six guys that we that we had is is Matt Vertigo. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Matt Vertigo. He's a New York guy, right? Right now is burgeoning on like becoming the next guy. I have to check him out. Yeah. So and this was we filmed all this a year ago. So the, fact the whole that, thing. Holy shit, you're yeah, right. This yeah, wow. A year ago. So in May of May of 2021 is when we started. The last match we filmed was July or August, August of 2021, and then we're actually filming one in September to kind of just shore everything up and make sure we're 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 dotting all the I's and J's. Interesting. Then what is your plan from then? Uh, so we did not film the tournament yet. Okay. So, so you have all the qualifying all stuff. All the qualifying stuff is what's filmed. We're going to release that. Hopefully, catch what happens it. is no. it catches I got on. you. Yeah. Now I'm a promotion to, got to you. sell the Quest semifinal, Quest semifinal, and then eventually Quest final. I was just going to say, I'm a businessman at this point of my life, right? And everything has dollars and cents, right? right? And obviously, you have your full-time job. Like, you, you have a career. You know what I'm saying? So this right now is, is a passion project right now. But now, how does something like The Quest yep. make money right now? Considering you're, like, doing these pop-up things at other people's promotions, meaning you're not getting the gate. You're not even getting to promote it. Like, you're not getting people to sit in the stands to watch you. So how where, do you has have your mind on that stuff? Or right now, it's just, like, infant stages. Let's get this on b-roll and go right you know, like, so realistically i think there is money to be made 100 percent, there yeah, is i'm just so curious too. to know you know if you had a but i'm not a businessman i'm, a, I'm okay a, uh to quote wedding crashers i'm an idea man <laughs> like i thrive on optimism like that's just i had the idea my voice is hoarse yeah <laughs> right i got you I, I had the idea i had the vision and what's more important to me is getting this out and because i want to just see if people like what we've produced um, eventually, do I think that this could be? I mean, yeah. Hopefully, now that when the idea goes out there and our production is out there, the idea itself isn't something that can just be copycatted somewhere else because now we have the timestamp. You know, mm -hmm. we're, of we're course, releasing it. it's year out ahead. There. Yeah. Right. It's out there, and, and everyone's going to know that we were the first group to do it because I do see the ability for other people to try to do it. And, and honestly, like I don't have the resources to try to make, because I can see the sky is the limit to what we could do and the stats that we can do, but all the stats are coming from me. It's hours and hours and hours of watching wrestling and ones and zeros. You on, are on the legitimate Jonah Hill right now yeah, of, I, of I, this I wrestling. It's just okay. hours and hours of me watching it and then rewinding and oh, rewinding. Like, <laughs> but it's me I'm, I'm inputting all of it on my own how do you are you envisioning this obviously you have a vision for it already right. how you want it to look how you right. want it to be presented what's the closest thing you can say that you in your mind you'd it'd be it would most resemble as far as overall production mm-hmm like in my head, what I'm thinking about the, right the now. The best part about it is that this might be something that you can't compare to anything yeah, else. Yeah. That's see, the beauty part that's about what, this that's whole what thing. I mean. I'm trying to. I would say the Olympics, right? Maybe with pool play and and winning your bracket, and moving on to the next round, kind of thing. It's like but FIFA meets stats, wrestling right? meets everything else meets yeah. UFC with scoring and analytics. Yeah, yeah, the tournament and, and asset, like gymnastics and figure skating. Yeah, with yeah. How you get your own rating, and then that's what gets you to the next level. I mean, that's kind of where. It, it came from being an avid NHL fan. 
and seeing the influx of advanced uh, advanced stats with you know um, possession time and and all this stuff that how many losses the Devils yeah. have every year? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, you like that diggy. <laughs> See, this is, and this is why I believe, because as a Lions and Devils fan, I believe that <laughs> wins and losses don't matter. Happen. It's how you play the game. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, he had he got so hell bent on being a Devils and Lions. Per, what baseball team are you on? Uh, Red Sox. Me too. Uh, I'm a Devils fan. That's right. Sox I don't know why I didn't. Yeah. I remember that <laughs> I'm actually. A, I'm not like a really big baseball but fan. In, in any event, like all his teams are ball. horrible. So he had to like, man, I'm so down in the dumps. If there was only something I can create that wins and losses. You know what? what? I got it. <laughs> I got it. Aha moment. Yes. Bro, Matt, it's been an absolute pleasure having you in here because I think that a lot of people are, one, going to now know about this. You get it on the surface. People are going to start following you. Where can they follow everybody? Let everybody know yeah, so uh, exactly how to follow the product. I don't. I'm the worst businessman ever. I don't know our handles. Good, so good. Just, I'll look it up. Yeah, so no, <laughs> let me. I got it right here because I have to log in as the. Let me get out of the Arcadia Twitter. And what a, I mean, for real. Like, when I think about it, I'm thinking, like, that could be, like, a show, like, on Netflix. That's, yeah. like, like Lucha yeah. Underground, like, how they do their thing. And it's yep. just, you know, not that many people, but it's they're it's in their episodic. own building. It's, and it's it episodic. Is. And people, it's an episodic, and listen, and, and people are out there, bro, with, yeah. with the deepest and, of pockets. And, and once we didn't know what it was going to be when we started filming it, and then once we start <laughs> seeing the stories pop out by themselves, what we can add to the story. Because I've changed... The formula over 10, 12 times. I bet, yeah. Based on what I see the guys in, because the, it's them doing it. Mm -hmm. And it's me trying to fit my story about what I want the, the crowd to feel and what I want the viewers to feel based on what they're doing in the ring. So, a guy like uh, the, the first match we filmed was Anthony Gangone versus Drake Chambers. And they came out and they just, they, they had an awesome match. So, it changed my idea of, well, what, what's the end game? Like, how do we create this story? Okay, so, well, Gangone loses the match. Are you but, giving this shit away? <laughs> but dominates, right? So mm -hmm. that's where the brain right. function comes in of, like, all right, so this guy just dominated this entire and match. he gets rolled up. Gets rolled up. Right. Like, why isn't he rewarded for some sort of, and that's where it came into the control time. and the strike. Okay. Because I knew, I didn't have any sort of formula when I first got into it. I just knew that I wanted to do something with advanced stats and how to get it across. So we said, you know, let's just, Pick four guys. Let's film two matches, and then let's dissect them and try to come up with some way to do it. And and that's what we did. And then we filmed two more, and then we filmed two more. It makes so much sense because if like if this was something that came out like a long time ago, this would be like perfect for like Danielson, Killer Cross, like guys who are high impact strikes, who are not as big as other guys, where they could. You know, the beauty part is it came out now with guys like yeah. Matt Revel. No, behind, but for real, it's for guys who can come do that, and then it's the quest is the perfect name. Because what else? Uh, yeah, yeah. everything else sounds good. So when uh, I so would we, say so we next is September. You said so tapings. Yeah, we don't have uh, so we don't have an official date of release yet. But we are going to over the course of the next few re weeks release videos like instructional videos on how we okay our nice. process good right. So the first video is just a welcome, like hey, this is what we're about. This is what you're going to see. And then video two is, all right, so how do we dissect things? Video mm -hmm. three is dissecting, dissecting it even more. Right. And just letting people know what our thought process is, what our philosophy is, and how you can view it. So we are going to try to keep up during matches, showing stats and feeding you information. I just don't want to lose anyone too much with overload. Mm -hmm. right. uh, so I think the best way to do it is just let the wrestling speak for itself. 
and then after the wrestling, that's when we show you how we dissect it. Yeah, it's like, oh, awesome match, but by the way, here's this. Yeah, like, yeah. here's the extra yeah. element. When yeah, when you were watching 100%. you thought this, and you thought I think, that. Yeah. It, just gives, it just gives a different flavor. It gives it a different idea behind, you know, how you can watch wrestling and, and how we can make it more sports-based than, you know, just... Yeah, excellent. Yeah. I love it. I'm, I'm on board. I'm on I board, too. So, obviously, we're the commentary team, and we'll you know, <laughs> we'll figure things out from there. But, no, nah, man, ultra success to you, bro. I, I'm excited about it. I know you got a great mind for the for the, the sport of professional wrestling and and obviously the stories that you're trying to tell. And, you know, again, you're, you're, you're standing by this. Keep your name on this, okay? Don't, don't like, shy away. I'm telling you, somebody, some big wig's going to come from Netflix be like, oh, this is interesting. And then they're just going to give you a blank check, and you're going to go nuts. So that's cool. my vision for you guys, and that's why I'm hiring myself. So <laughs> thank you, bro, for coming in, bro. You're going to hit your wagon. Right? I, listen, bro, don't you worry about nothing. I make sure, listen, there was once upon a time a guy named Chris Gucci said, hey, I got a Facebook group called Chop Sports. I was like, what the fuck is that, right? And I look into it look at us now so <laughs> i had a dollar in a dream literally just a dollar at the time and i said you know what let's roll with it so i appreciate you guys giving us the platform to even come in and discuss yeah man anytime and, and listen anybody that's involved if travis wants to come in here anybody you guys can come both back for it together it so doesn't I, matter I did, I did start i just want to make sure i get these names out because i'm very yeah. thankful yeah to go. The guys that we used so matt vertigo mm -hmm. matt mcintosh mm -hmm. Azrael, anthony gangone ellis taylor Chambers. Oh, perfect. Full yep. circle. So those are the six guys that we decided to use, and then let's just uh, let's see if it stays that way. Let's cross some fingers, and, and uh, everybody follow these guys. Where can we follow the quest? Do you, did you uh, get yeah, it? Yeah, so the quest, <laughs> if, you, if you just put the quest into Twitter or Instagram, we both we have it. If you follow wrestling people, it's probably just going to be hit. Perfect. Uh, but you don't have to look too hard to find it. All right. Awesome. Follow those guys on Facebook, uh, I, almost said, I almost said on the line. Like, I've been having well, like, these, about old, AOL chat today. these old, <laughs> old man moments today that's just like, oh, I'm so rewind. tired. <laughs> you did say rewind. Jesus Christ, well, it's over, bro. It's, it's just, our time is fast. Uh, anyway, it's been another episode of The Fight Factor. We want to thank you guys for listening. Make sure you like, subscribe, leave the reviews. Tell everybody how confused you are about what you just heard about what Matt is doing with the, the quest, but I, I'm very interested about it. I'm, I'm very pumped about it. You guys seem like you got... You know, the, the wheels are in motion, so we're all hoping for the best. So, for Dave Sturchio and, of course, Wrestling Rob and, of course, Arcadia, Matt <laughs> Revel, this has been another episode of The Fight Factory. We'll see you guys next week. The night is also mine. That we sit on the borders of this I've never been one to believe The preconceived limits are set for me Spitting the face of the haters As I march Close to the victory